and I felt so angry, but I felt so defeated at the same time as if like in my head, that was my dream job. And so when your dream job, when you live it and then you get released from it, like where do you, where do you go from there? Welcome to the Revival Podcast. I am your host, Jack Gallego, creator of Revival, a fitness and health enthusiast, food creator, and entrepreneur. I have dedicated my life to empowering the intuitive freedom for the fitness-loving, health-adoring, and foodie-at-heart who craves to have the damn cake and eat it too. In this podcast, we bring you episodes that are going to help you spark your revival and enhance your life through insights on all things wellness, nutrition, personal development, and business related. From myself and many other insightful guests whose message is going to ignite and flourish the light within you. Now let's see what sparks your revival. What is up, everybody? My name is Jack Gallego, and this is my first ever podcast episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I was going to wait to make this podcast until I had decided my name for this podcast, but I have yet to do that. And I just felt this really strong pull just to start recording. So that is why we are here. And I'm so happy that you are taking the time out of your day to listen to my story and to listen about a part of my story that I have never shared with anybody. So if you are ready, then let's fucking go. As I said, we are going to talk about all of the whys behind Revival, and let's start off with the first why, which is why the hell I just randomly started podcasting, and the thing is, is I have a YouTube channel. If you know of me, you know that I've made some cooking YouTube videos, and for some reason, like, I thought about podcasting, and I can't put an explanation on it other than I just feel this really strong pull to start podcasting. It got to a point in my YouTube videos when I just wanted to keep talking. Like, I literally wanted to make 20-minute videos, and I was just like, for some reason, this does not feel like the space to put out a 20-minute elaboration video on why I started Revival, and then podcasting entered my mind, and I was like, you know what? Like, that's, that's a place where I can just, I can share. It doesn't have to be like a completely scripted out, written out paragraph as to why. Like, I can just be honest here. I can stutter if I want to. I can lose my train of thought and I can just be 100% real. And so that's why I started podcasting and I'm really fucking excited because I have so many things that I want to talk about. And if you know me, it's a very, it is like very hard for me to start a conversation. But once I start a conversation, like you can't fucking stop me at all. Like I, I'm like a fucking energizer bunny at that point. So I I have so many ideas for podcasting and I just can't wait to talk. Like I have so many things I want to share with you guys and I want to teach you and I want to let you know that you're not alone in these feelings and these struggles. And yeah, so that is why I started podcasting. That's why I have this little microphone in front of me right now. And it just felt right. The story that I'm about to share with y'all is a story that I have never shared with anybody other than very close 
very close friends and my boyfriend and probably my mom and my brother. And that's about it. Like I have not shared this with very many people. I started to open up a little bit about it on social media, but I just, it's, it's too personal to me. So that's why for some reason I feel very, very safe sharing it in this podcast, because I know that this is a very intimate and close community and you don't just listen to anybody's podcast. You listen because you care and you want to learn more about that person and you, you feel a pull towards me as well, just as I feel a pull to share this with you. And so this is going to be the story as to what made me actually, what, what actually pushed me over the edge to starting Revival. So it's now August 18th, and I would say at the end of May is when I quit my last job, and that's where, that's where everything that we're going to talk about uh, took place. So if you know me again, you will know that I worked for a meal prep company here in Tampa, and I absolutely loved it. Like, if I could have a dream job and put it out on paper, that was my dream job. I was just a regular cook at first because it was a startup company and then a falling out happened with the manager and so then I had to be the manager and I had to be the head chef and that wasn't something that I would say that I was ready for but then again like are any of us ever really ready to do something it's kind of best if you just get pushed into the situation so that's kind of what happened is I just happened to become the head chef and literally it was something that I've dreamed of since I was probably about 18 and decided to go to school like when you go to pastry school and culinary school that is your dream your dream is to be the head chef and so I was literally living my dream I was creating recipes I was also learning how to be a boss and I was learning how to be a leader and that was something that was very hard for me because I've learned that although I am awkward and like a little bit introverted I I learned as a boss that I am extremely nurturing and I want to be a people pleaser. And so that didn't always go over well when I needed to be in an authoritative role and an authoritative figure. And that's something that I am so, I'm so happy that I learned because it, it really opened my eyes up into like, what is the type of leader that I want to be? Do I want to be that pushover that no one learns from? Or do I want to be that leader that people can really look up to and be like, like, damn, like sometimes they were an asshole, but damn, they taught me a lot. And damn, I respect them so fucking much. Also on this podcast, um, I love to use words such as uh, fuck and damn. So if you guys are wanting a censored podcast, this is not the one to channel into because those are some of my most frequently used words and I will not censor them out because I don't know how to. So that's what we're going to keep going on. Just a little disclaimer right there. But yeah, so I had my dream job. I was, I was so happy. Although I was working like 70 hour work weeks and that was on a good week, I was literally putting my heart and soul into this company as if it was my own. I was staying late. I was going in early. I was creating new recipes every single week, making them as creative as possible, giving each meal as much character as I possibly could and just really, really giving this company my 100 million percent as if it was my own. But even though I was giving them 100 million percent, um, at the end of the day, it didn't matter because 
what had happened was they had found the company, the owners of the company, of the meal prep company that I worked for, they had found um, another person who, which, who was a who was and is a very authoritative male figure. And he painted this picture for them that I am a people pleaser and I'm a nurturer and I'm not authoritative and I don't have what it takes to be a leader. And so he painted this picture into my boss's heads and being that he was a male, that he is still a male and has demonstrates this high level of authority, they listened to him, although he had never worked for us before and he had had some previous experience and these seven plus years at a catering company and these 10 years total in the industry, which I think experience is garbage because that's just that's just not a fair way to um, compare people in getting a job. So that's just one thing I feel. I, I think experience is shit. And at the end of the day, it's what you bring to the table. It doesn't matter how many years of experience you have. It's about what you bring to the table. So to cut this long story, long story, to cut this long story very short, um, my bosses had listened to this other male authoritative figure and they basically demoted me out of nowhere acted as if we had no relationship together and the person in charge just completely belittled me and pinpointed how every single thing I would do just was being extremely childish in the situation and making sure that every single thing I did was underneath a microscope and it just became a very toxic environment to be a part of. It made me feel as if, I mean, it's still to this day, it made me feel as though all of the hard work I gave them, every single thing I gave them, I never even did anything wrong. That was, that was one of the points that my bosses had given me is you haven't done anything wrong. We just, we see more potential in him. And so to go back to a workplace in which you have given them your hundred percent and I'm going to, I just have to stop because this topic is very, very close to me, but um, to give these people a hundred million percent of yourself and then for a solid probably eight months and then after eight months, they tell you that it's not that you did anything wrong. It's just that we see more potential in the other person. That was probably one of the hardest um, relationships I ever, ever had to get, get over because this company I put my heart and soul into. And I, I honestly had so much integrity in my work. And so it, it was hard for me to bite my tongue. But I did because I just, I wanted what was best for the company. And I, I saw that there were things I needed to improve upon and that the person who was taking my position was going to do those to a much greater level. And that's what you expect, right? When someone takes your position that they demonstrate like skills that are just going to fucking blow your way where you're like, oh my God, yes, I'm so happy that you are in this role because wow, that's exactly what this company needed. And that's where my head was at. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be the salty person. Like I'm still going to work here. I'm still going to, I'm still going to try. I'm not going to give up. And even though he would pinpoint me and nitpick me, I knew that I could take it because when, when you work in a kitchen environment, you just kind of get used to that, especially being one of the only females in a kitchen environment. Um, you really, you, you learn to have to have a thick skin. And so that's what I would do. 
But um, this person who who took my place um, demonstrated no qualities that I would say made him fit for that role. Um, to cut that long story short, uh, this meal prep company that I was working for, they used to be honest with their customers, have so much integrity in what they were doing. And then they hired this person, they started cutting corners, just like so many companies do, started false advertising, lying to their customers, and lying such as saying that they use fresh ingredients when they use frozen, when they use pre-made sauces, when they say that their nutrition facts are accurate, and yet they don't even calculate them, or they're completely wrong because they just ballparked it. And so, like, claiming to use soy-free, all-natural ingredients when you're using a canned um, case of nacho cheese. And so, see, after experiencing what I did, getting demoted, being told I wasn't good enough, um, to see that take place for the role that replaced me was just like, what? Like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this guy that doesn't even know how to cook? and is buying canned nacho cheese as the one who just fucking took my position, I was just like, you've got to be shitting me. And then after that, it just became a joke. And I couldn't, I, I was so angry um, going into work every single day because I just knew that what I was doing was a lie. And I couldn't post photos of where I was working and be proud of it because I knew what we were serving people was a complete lie and it was taking advantage of them. And so I put in my, I put in a one month notice and a lot of people, when I tell, when I told my boyfriend, when I told my brother, they were like, Jack, that seems a little excessive. And I was like, well, it's a, it was a startup company. So I just want to give them like the ample time they need because I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't come here and lie. I can't lie to all of our customers and know that I'm a part of it. And so I put in my um, put in my four weeks. And then at the end of a week later, after I put in my notice to leave, um, at the end of a work day, it was the end of a week. It was a Saturday. They pulled me aside, my bosses and told me that that day was the last day that I was going to have working with them. So although I knew that I was going to be leaving, um, that was three weeks before I thought I was going to be leaving. So I had no notice. Um, and I'm an adult, so I have bills to pay. I have a dog to feed. And so I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I still thought I was going to be getting paid for three more weeks. And they were just like, nope, today's your last day. Bye. Like acting as if we had no relationship with each other. And I was just like, I felt betrayed. Like, I felt double betrayed. I just felt so lost. I felt like everything I had done up to that point was basically just for their success and not for mine and I felt so angry but I felt so defeated at the same time as if like in my head that was my dream job and so when your dream job when you live it and then you get released from it like where do you where do you go from there and that is basically the entire backstory as to why I just randomly decided to start a business. And that was because I had nothing, I had no plan B when I was let go from my job earlier than I had anticipated. I had no backup plan. I was in 
urgency mindset where I was like, I need to think of something really fucking fast. And at that point, I just felt like I was at my lowest. I felt like I had lived my dream and my dream just told me like, fuck you. And so at that point, I was like, what do I have to fucking lose? Like, I'm just going to start my own company and why not? What better time to do it than right now when I've literally lost my dream job, when that has lit- when that has literally been pulled right from underneath me. And so that's why I started Revival. And that's what is going to finally get us to the why of Revival. And like, why Revival? Why the name? Why the concept? Why all of that? So I honestly, I can't even... I can't even begin to explain why revival because I had just been thinking about company names and I just thinking about what I wanted to do. And if you know me, you know, food is my everything. I have submersed myself in the food industry and it's some is a place where I truly feel like that, like that is my calling. I feel like the food industry, it was a given that I was like, I'm going to do something in food 100%. But then I was thinking about company names and I was just thinking about like, everything that I had been through and as cliche as it might sound to some people I was like this company is going to be my redemption this company is what's going to wake me up from this lowest point that I'm at in my life right now like this is going to be what lifts me up this is going to be what gives me hope what what fills me with light every single day and I'm sorry, geez, like this is a very, as you can see, this is why I didn't explain this to many people because it is such an emotional subject to me. But that's why I was like, the company's name is going to be Revival. Like, that's it. That's the fucking name. Like, that is what speaks to me right now. And I saw it and I was just like, I don't care if it makes sense to other people or not in the beginning, but I know that it will make sense once I share my story. And so this company was, is literally, is and was always meant to be what was going to wake me up from my lowest point and what was going to give me hope. And so that's why I chose the name Revival. And in order to make it just a little trendy, because y'all know I like to keep things new and fresh, can I get a what? But um, in order to keep things new and trendy, I was like, you know what, I'm going to split up into two words just because I don't, I don't even know what, what really made me do that. I was just like, I like it in two words, like revival. So when people say revive Al, it's no, it's still revival. I just decided to break it up in two words because it just looks really pretty. I was like, damn, not just something about it again. Like I just felt like the strong pull to it and the concept behind it, the branding behind it, like revival like I said, it was meant to be that light that was going to wake me up. And, and that's what I want the brand to represent is this brand is the light. This is that breath of fresh air. This is that little bit of hope and inspiration that you need that impact. And I know that this is going to impact you. And I know it can impact so many more people because our stories deserve to be told. Like we deserve to be heard. We deserve to be listened to and we deserve to feel like we're not alone. And if you're listening right now, you are hundred percent not alone in whatever it is that you are going through. And that's why revival is so special to me because I just, I see so much potential with it. And when I had just thought about it, I was like, oh my God, this is going to, this is going to be like my new fucking dream. This is, this is it. 
So that right there is what revival means to me, why it is so near and dear to my heart. And the biggest way to, the best way to explain it is that I just felt this really strong pull towards it. And I've been saying that a lot lately and you'll see, you'll hear me mention that a lot, but like some things you just, you just can't explain. And here lately, when I feel a pull towards something, I don't resist it. I just go towards it and I just accept it. And so that goes into play with, well, why did you decide to make cookies? Like, is Revival a cookie company? Like, why did you decide to make protein cookies? And honestly, like, again, I have no real reason as to why I decided cookies, but I was just like, you know what? I can start with cookies. Like, a cookie is something I know how to make. I know that the protein cookies on the market are not something that I enjoy, so I'm just going to make something I enjoy, and I'm going to see how it turns out. And then I just started recipe testing in my kitchen and I kept recipe testing and just playing around with recipes, seeing what was going to make like that nice chewy cookie that I always love. Because if you know me, you know that I love sweets. I mean, I went to pastry school for a reason. Like I love sweets. And if I could make a sweet that I could fill zero guilt with every single day and eat it, like, you know, I fucking will. So that's why I chose cookies. There was really no, no complicated reason around it or like, oh, cookies are doing well on the market. Like, no, there was nothing of that sort. It was just like, this sounds right. I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to question myself on why I'm just going to fucking go with it and see where it takes me. And so that's why I decided to do cookies. And after working with the meal prep company, like prior to that, I just got this really strong passion for health and fitness. And I, I just, I wanted to create something that you didn't have to feel guilty about. And I wanted to combine both of my passions for food, for health, for fitness, for living intuitively. And I wanted to combine all of those together and just, you know, kind of make a new, a new, I just, I wanted to make something new that I feel had been lacking in the marketplace because again, my, because my cookies don't avoid sugar. We don't avoid fats. And I wanted, I wanted to teach people and I still want to teach people that like, you don't have to have a zero carb cookie or a zero fat cookie in order to feel healthy, in order to feel like you're living a healthy and active lifestyle. Like you can still incorporate those things. It's not bad. Like that's a huge why behind revival, because I know what it's like having binging issues, having eating disorder issues, having guilt issues, having cheat days that turn into cheat weeks, and then wanting to do X amount of cardio afterwards. I know what that feels like. And I was like, you know what? I want to teach people and I'm going to create something that people don't have to feel guilty towards and that they, they can still have sugar in a cookie. They can still have carbs in a cookie and they can still enjoy it and they can feel really fucking good about it because it's about the ingredients and it's about like, what do these ingredients, what are they? Like, how do they make me feel? How do, how do I feel after eating them? Like, is it, is it okay that I'm having carbs? And so the whole like revival cookies is just a huge, a huge lesson that I have learned and that I want to teach to other people that ingredient that like 
carbs are not bad, fats aren't bad, sugar isn't bad. You don't have to have 50 grams of protein in one cookie to feel like you're living a healthy lifestyle. And I just want to show people, like, have the cookie, have the fucking cookie. And you know what? I can make you one that can make you feel just as damn good as it tastes. And when I say feel good, like, I mean the the effects of it. Your hormones are going to feel better. Your skin is going to feel better. Your hair, your skin, your nails because of the coconut oil, because of the whole wheat flowers. And to show you that like, you know, healthy can taste good and it can like really, really taste good. And like, I know what we all think, like when we think healthy, it's like, uh, like we kind of have to like compromise. No, because I'm gonna tell you, you do not have to compromise in order to live your version of your healthy lifestyle. And that is what revival means to me. Revival is a lesson that has taken me very, very long, a very, very long time to learn. And I know that some people are still going through it. And that lesson is, you know, what is your healthy? Like, what is, what is your version of healthy? What is your version of a balance? Because I know that we live we live in a day and age where society puts claims on everything. Society will claim a food as bad. Society will claim a diet as the best diet if you want to lose 10 pounds. We live in this society-deranged environment, and I want to bring a light to that situation and say, you know what? Like your healthy is whatever the fuck you want it to be. You can define it however you want. You can feel good about eating carbs. You should feel good about eating fats. Like those things shouldn't be avoided. They're so beautiful. And when you find what your balance is and you can live with a guilt-free lifestyle, like that is your version of healthy. It's the one that you don't feel guilt over. You don't obsess over and you just live intuitively and make choices that are going to make you the happiest at that moment. And that's what revival means to me is it's a, it's more than just a cookie company. And that's why I, I don't want to label revival as a cookie company. I want to just label it as a business that's going to inspire and bring light to others. Cause at the end of the day, that's the mission behind it. That's that's the whole values behind it, what we stand for, and just being honest and having extreme integrity in everything that we do. Because as I had talked about my experience earlier with the meal prep company, my main, my main reasoning for starting my own business was, well, if this company can, if my main reason for starting this business was because I was like, if, well, if this meal prep company that I worked for can have zero integrity and make money, why the fuck can I not? <laughs> and, and my main reason for starting this business in the first place, given everything that I had experienced prior was, well, if this meal prep company can have zero integrity and make money, then why the fuck can I not make money and have integrity behind what I do? And so it was just a complete no brainer for me. Like if I strongly believe in something and have so much integrity in it, like the money will flow, the revenue will flow because the impact is flowing and the belief in the impact is flowing. That is my very, very long why as to why I started Revival and I have not gotten that into depth about it with anybody. So thank you so much for listening to that and for just letting me tell my story. And I, I really hope that you feel like you can relate to pieces of it because I know we all have those jobs or we all have those relationships and where we give it our 100%. And at the end of the day, 
it sucks to say, but it just doesn't matter to some people how much you give of yourself. It's just never going to work. And so I know what that feels like. And I'm not going to fucking give up. I'm going to keep on going. And (laughs) that's why we're here right now. That's why we're doing this freaking podcast because it feels right and I'm not giving up and I don't want you to give up either. And, um, that is going to move us on to our next topic, which is, you know, how has this whole like lifestyle change been so far? Like how, what's been the hardest part about revival about starting my own business? And I would say the hardest part is not starting the business. That's, that's kind of like the easy part. It's like, okay, just start. Like nothing has to be perfect. Just start. Just fucking do it. You'll get a little bit of anxiety. You'll sweat a little bit. You'll, you know, you'll fidget. You'll stumble upon your words, but like just start. So starting, I don't think is the hardest part. The hardest part for me is the mental shift from going from nine to five worker into entrepreneur because my mindset, how I was raised, um, what, what I know what the only thing that I know is nine to five mindset and that's okay. Every hour I'm getting paid. And when I go home every two weeks, I'm going to get a paycheck at this exact time. It's going to last me this amount. This is how much I'm going to prioritize. This is why I need paper bills. This is how much I have for spending. That's how my mindset has always been. And so the hardest part for me is going from that mental shift from nine to five to entrepreneur in which my you know, my revenue is not flowing every single day necessarily. It could, a big chunk of it could be in one week. And then the next big chunk of it could not be for three weeks later. And that's okay because, you know, it lasts me for a considerable amount of time. It's just a different form of, of making money. It's a different, it's different than what I'm used to. And I would say, honestly, that is the hardest shift I have had to, um, I've had to get myself accustomed to because I have always been that mindset where it's like, okay, well, um, the longer I work, you know, the, the more money I make, but in entrepreneur mode, that's, that's not the case. And it actually shouldn't be the case because that's the whole point of being an entrepreneur is the whole point is to not work those 70 hour work weeks and to still be able to make a living. And so that right there is definitely the hardest part about me starting revival. And there, there have been a few times in which I would say it's it's not that I have wanted to give up, but I felt extremely defeated in this situation. And I would say this company, I've officially been in business for, it'll be two months on the 22nd, I believe. Yeah, it'll be two months on this 22nd of August. And I would say that I haven't felt like I've wanted to give up, but I felt extreme amounts of fear. And that just comes from a scarcity mindset of transitioning from nine to five to entrepreneur mode. And it's, it's come down to, it's just my fear of failing. And I also have never shared this with anybody on this space. So, um, that's something I say like, um, in extreme confidence of the relationship that I know I have with you listening on the other side is that, you know, I do, I do have this fear. I'm a human being. I'm not a superhuman. And I, have had moments when I have felt defeated by situations and as though I'm scared that, you know, this is going to be like how I did with the meal prep company and I'm going to put in all this work and it's not going to matter how much work I put in. And at the end of the day, like if it fails, it fails and it doesn't matter how hard I worked. And I know 100% that that is not true. And that's something I just, 
I need to ingrain in my head every single day because I know that this is different because I am in control and that I'm going to give it my 100% and it's not going to fail because I'm the one that's in control. And so that's, that's what I would say. I've never felt like I've wanted to give up. I've just felt a very strong feel, fear of failure. And I didn't think that I would honestly fear that because I've failed so many things in my life. Like, I, I don't think you're, hum, you're human if you haven't. And I've honestly, I've failed so many things. So like when I first started this, I was like, screw it. Like if I fail, you know what? Like it's not the first time, but this is different because this is something that I have so much passion behind. And I know failure isn't an option. Like it's, failure is not an option. At this point, it's this, it's just what are we going to do next? It's not like failure is not even an option. So when those insecurities come in my head, what I've been doing is journaling and journaling, you know, to find like, what is the underlying cause of this fear? And what is this fear? And this feel this fear is from failure. And I'm like, well, fuck that. Like, I know failure is not an option. So I just need to be at peace with it. And just let myself be human, let myself have feelings, but also tell myself like, girl, you're going to give this your hundred more, your hundred million fucking percent. Like you, there's no way you can fail. There, there's just not. What I want y'all to take from this is that I, I too, like yourself have experienced my lowest of my lows. And I know what it feels like to literally live your dream and to get it pulled directly from you without any hesitation just completely pulled from you and I know what it feels like to be at that low to be in that oh fuck like I I don't have a job I don't have a backup plan like what the hell am I supposed to do I know what it feels like to be in that situation and the one thing you can do is just keep moving don't give up because you are a strong ass bitch. Like you are so fucking strong. You don't even know how strong you are. That's the scary thing is we are so capable of so many things and it's crazy what we can fucking do. And so to finally be able to put that to use and to really test my limits has been really, really fucking eye-opening because I am a creative ass individual and I want to share this part of my story that I never have before. And I want to let y'all know that y'all are not alone in whatever it is that you're going through and tell y'all the struggles, like be real with you, tell you when I feel like I have a fear of failing and let you know it's human. Like we're not robots. We weren't designed to not have any emotions. And I'm, I'm very, very excited to finally have the space to have my long spiels like I want to, and it finally be okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, I hope y'all guys are okay with it because there's only more to come from here. Again, what I want you to take away from this is to just not give up. Do not fucking give up and don't fight when you feel pulled towards something. You don't have to have an explanation as to why. Like you really don't. You can just, some things in this world, you just feel a pull towards it. Like I was just watching Netflix and I, I felt a pull to turn it off because it was how to get away with murder. How to get away with murder gives me so much anxiety. I think I'm going to have to stop watching it because it's like it, you're literally on the edge every single scene. And I just had a pull. I just felt this pull to turn on this podcast. I felt a pull to do this. And when you feel a pull in life, it's okay if it's like, uh, well, why? Well, sometimes you don't have to know why. You just, you feel a pull. Do not resist the pull. You can learn any from this. Do not resist it. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to my story, for being a part of this, and just for being your fucking awesome self. And I really hope you guys can take something from this. And um, let me know if you listen to it. I would love to talk with you more and just, you know, make, hear your story. Like, honestly, I would really fucking love to hear your story because I know exactly what it feels like. And just remember that you are not alone, mamacita. Alrighty. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you guys on the next episode of whatever this podcast is going to be called because I still yet to know the name. So um, I will see you guys later and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Keep being some boss ass bitches. Alrighty. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Revival Podcast. If you loved this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review letting me know your thoughts. And remember, There is nothing more empowering than the ability to ignite your very own revival.